This is Servant Marcia Carney with Escape to Heaven. Spirit of the Lord is upon me. His anointing is empowering. The kingdom of the Lord is within me. And He's calling Good morning, Tallahassee, uh, 94.1, Wave 94, coming to you live this morning, Tallahassee, Florida, with a good word from Heaven on Earth Ministries of Jesus Christ. You're listening to Servant Marcia, and we're here today to talk about finding favor. And what does that mean to you and I? It's good to escape, but there's going to be many, many instances in our lives, and especially now that we're living apparently in the last days and perilous times, beginning of sorrows, who knows what to call it? I call it a hard way to go. However, if we can find favor, or if we can find the grace of God, our lives will be radically different. We will be filled with supernatural power and the presence of the Almighty God. I found in the Bible this morning, just reading and enjoying the Spirit of the Lord, Esther. Like, okay, this is good. Esther, what made Esther so phenomenal? Several things. Number one, she was really an orphan. She didn't have a father or mother. She had mostly nothing except the love of an uncle. And when a rebellious queen uh, dishonored the king and he started looking for a wife, they found Esther. But there's a long story there because Esther went through a transformation, just like all believers, you know, coming out of darkness, learning the ways of royalty, how to allow light to shine through you and influence and benefit others. All of this is the transformation, waiting upon the Lord, preparation. Esther went through all of that and behold, she became the queen to the king. What happened, however, there was an enemy in her court and the enemy wanted to destroy all of the people of her origin of the tribe of the tribes of Israel, but primarily the tribe of Judah. And uh, his name was Haman. He was actually the right hand to the king. So we're going to look at, I've set the stage for you. Esther is the queen. Her uncle Mordecai is the man that serves the king. But there's also Haman. And Haman was an Amalekite. And if we go back in history, we'll remember that the Lord told King Saul to destroy all of the Amalekites. And obviously, some got away. So here is their descendant, 
Hammond. And so the reason why Hammond hated Mordecai and all Jews, naturally it was inherently in him, but Mordecai would not bow to him. And uh, we're going to start at Esther chapter 3, verse number 3. So the king's servant who were within the king's gate said to Mordecai, why do you transgress the king's commandment? Why won't you bow to Haman? And so Mordecai let them know that he was a Jew. And that meant that he only worshiped the living God. He, he adhered to the Ten Commandments. Uh, he tried to serve the Lord with all of his heart. When Haman saw that Mordecai did not bow or pay him homage, Haman was filled with wrath. And so he decided not to lay hands on Mordecai alone, but to destroy the entire race of people, all of the Jews throughout the entire kingdom of Ashuras. And this is the people of Mordecai. Now, this was a huge, huge, huge kingdom. Uh, Ashura kingdom, I believe, expanded even to Asia. Um, it expanded as far as um, what we would probably call uh, even, you know, Iran and Ethiopia, uh, all the way from India. So this was huge. It was over 127 provinces. So you can imagine the number of Jews that would be in such a large uh, geographical area. So um, on Esther, the third chapter, verse number eight, Haman then decided to go to the king. So there's a certain people scattered and dispersed among the people in all the provinces of your kingdom. I just said that. <laughs> Their laws are different from all other peoples, and they do not keep the king's laws. Therefore, it is not fitting for the king to let them remain, quote unquote, alive. <laughs> if it pleases the king, let a decree be written that they be destroyed. And I will pay 10,000 talents of silver into the hands of those who do the work. And we will bring it into the king's treasure. So he went to the king promising great riches if he would be allowed to destroy these people. Notice it's about money. So believers, you think that the way how you spend your money is not being noted by the God of this world, the Prince of Air. Yet it is because you, to the extent that you're living godly, you're not giving in to his kingdom. So Haman went to the king and said, look, let me kill them and uh, get rid of these people. And the king said to Haman, the money and the people are given to you. Do what you want with them. Notice, however, that the king, um, I believe that, yeah, he did seal it in the name of the king. The um, decree was written and sealed with the king's signet ring. Okay. And this copy of document was issued as law in all 127 provinces. And uh, so the king and um, Hammond sat down to drink. That means they were happy because they had to deal where the king would benefit, and so would Haman. But the city of Shushan, you know, they were scared. 
Now, when Mordecai heard about it, he tore his clothes and put on sackcloth and ashes. And he went out and cried in the middle of the city and just cried and cried and cried. And Esther, the queen of um, of the king and also his niece, unbeknown to others, um, heard about him crying out there in the middle of the street. And so when you're the queen, you cannot be with any man and no man can be in your presence except a eunuch or the king. We're almost where we're going because I am going somewhere with this story. So let's look at Esther, the fourth chapter, eighth verse. So she sent her servant out there. Mordecai gave a copy of the decree so the servant can take it back to Esther. And when Esther saw it, uh, she said, he's asked Esther to plea for the lives of all of the Jews. Well, Esther would then, if she did that, she would kind of like be exposing really who she is, which means that the king may not like Jews. <laughs> and so she may die as well. And uh, Mordecai pointed out to her that do not think in your heart that you will escape just because you're in the king's palace any more than all the other Jews. So oftentimes, as believers, we're elevated in this world. And we begin to think that because we're sitting right next to the high one, that we are separated from being considered a believer. But people have been observing you for many years, and they know that you are a believer. They see you pray. They see the favor of God upon your life, the increases, the peace, the joy. And so even though, believer, you may be sitting in the one of the highest offices in the land, when persecution come, you will not escape. And that is the message that Mordecai was giving to Esther. Okay. And so here's what he said. For if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews. God will provide from another place. But you and your father's house will perish because God himself will know that you did not stand for the father himself, for the creator, for the almighty God. Okay. And so yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Believers who are listening to the sound of my voice, particularly those who are rich and considered successful inventors, CEOs, bank presidents, you're out there and I know you're out there and God knows you're out there. But no one really knows to what extent you really do believe the word of God. I want you to know that as persecution began to rise its head, you will also be noticed and included in the population called believers or Christians, and you cannot escape, but you do have the opportunity to make a decision just like Esther did. And so Esther thought about it and she said, look, go and tell him and gather all the Jews in Shushan to fast for me. Don't eat or drink for three days, night or day. My maids and I will also fast. And then I will go to the king, which is against the law. So if I perish, 
then I perish. And there's somewhere in the Bible where it speaks about might be in Daniel where he's prophesying about the last days and saying how that people of God will do great exploits, but they do not love their lives unto death, that we would have to be willing to give our lives up. So what we're talking about is you're a believer And yes, the kingdom of God is prevalent in your life. It's obvious by all of the many blessings that you're living through. However, you are still, in fact, a believer, a Christian. And when persecution come, you will not be exempt. What shall you do? What will you do? Will you be like Esther? Will you fast and pray and go before the Lord? So Esther, the fifth chapter, going to the... uh, Second verse, Esther prepared herself and became as beautiful, loving as she could be. And she went and she went against the law. That means she could die and stood before the king. And the Bible says, Esther, the fifth chapter, second verse, that when the king saw Queen Esther standing in the court, that she did what? Found favor in his sight. And he extended the golden scepter so that she could walk in his midst. And the king said to her, what do you wish, Queen Esther? What is your request? It shall be given to you up to half the kingdom. So Esther answered and she said, if it pleases the king, let the king and Haman, her arch enemy, come today to the banquet that I have prepared for her. I want to stop there so we can consider some of the strategies that Esther is actually using at this juncture in all of the believers' lives in this particular kingdom. And this is the largest kingdom at that time of the world, as far as we know. So, First, she acknowledged that I'm in trouble, (laughs) that we are probably going to die, me and all those who are believers of Jehovah. That's number one, acknowledgement of who you are and what is your situation. Then secondly, she uh, determined a spiritual response, and which was to seek the presence of of God. And that brings me to another person who talked about favor, and that was Moses uh, when he was leading all those people. And in Exodus, the 33rd chapter, it talks about Moses saying to the Lord, See, God, you told me to go bring these people up, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me yet. You said, I know you by name. You have also found grace in my sight. So Moses is reminding God about grace and favor. (laughs) He said, now, therefore, I pray if I have found grace in your sight. This is Moses speaking to the almighty God. Show me now your way that I may know you and that I may find grace in your sight and consider that this nation is your people. So 
Esther obviously knew the scrolls. Obviously, she knew the Torah. And if she didn't, Holy Spirit revealed to her in that moment of emergency, how do we survive? And Exodus, again, 33rd chapter 16 verse says, For how then will it be known that your people and I have found grace, favor in your sight, except you go with us? So we shall be separate, your people and I, from all the people who are upon the face of the earth. That is precisely what Esther was dealing with, that the Jews were separate because of the one God, the creator God that they served from all the people of the earth. And this is the same path that Esther took. That was her strategy. Let me go to the Father, the creator of heaven and earth. Let me find his favor. Let me gain his grace, just like Noah did. Noah found grace and favor in the eyes of God. And the presence of God went with Noah. The presence of God went with Moses. And now here's Esther. And so even though Esther appears to be standing by herself in front of the king, the presence of God is with her because of the fasting, the consecrating, and the fact that she followed the way of God. Amen. And so Esther, let's go back to the word of God, second chapter, uh, fifth chapter, verses seven. And then Esther answered, and said, because now the king and Haman, uh, they're, you know, at the, well, they're coming, they're coming to this banquet and they're now at the banquet the first day. And so after the banquet, the king looked over to, uh, Esther and said, what is your petition? My queen, what do you want of me? And here's answer. Uh, the answer from Esther is my petition and request is this. If I have found, here go the key word, favor in thy sight, in the sight of the king. And if it pleases the king to grant my petition and fulfill my request, then let the king and Haman come to the feast that I will prepare the banquet, the party tomorrow. And so the king said, I will do as you have asked. And so as Haman leaves, we're going to talk about what happens when you and I find favor in the sight of the greatest one on earth at that moment? Well, now Hammond is very happy, but as he's leaving and he goes and he talks to his wife and his family, he tells them, but what good is it for me to have favor and all of the riches and everything? And this guy, Mordecai, he refuses to bow when I walk by. He refuses the Jew. I mean, there he goes sitting at the king's gate and he would not honor me. So his wife said, look, let's hang him. Okay, let's spill a gallow and hang him dead. You know, and so that is what Hammond did. He did it in one day. I mean, he wanted to destroy the Jews so much. And so... Um, so that was a death plan that was made, uh, Esther, the fifth chapter, verse number 14. And so the next day, Hammond goes to the feast and the king is there. And so we're on Esther chapter six, verse number 10. And so that the night before, however, let's interrupt the night before, 
you know, Haman is building the, the gallows so that he could kill Mordecai and the king cannot go to sleep. So he says, just bring me something to read, uh, history, something. And as he reads, he realized that Mordecai had never been rewarded for saving the king's life. You see, saints of God, the believers that we are, the enemy will make plans to destroy us, not knowing because the kingdom of heaven is within us, that we have done something uh, in the universe that will then allow us to be actually blessed and protected at the very moment that the enemy wants to destroy us. And so what the king did said, let me reward this man. Go get my guy, Hammond. Hammond, what should we do? Hammond said, look, take that, take your robe and put it on Mordecai, walk him on the finest horse and proclaim him to the whole city. And so the king said, Mordecai, that's a great idea. Please go do it right now and do it for Mordecai because he saved my life and I never rewarded him. Wow. What a blow to the person that's trying to kill Mordecai and all of his family members, all the Jews. So let's go to Esther 7 chapter, third verse. So they're back to the feast, King and Haman. They're going to dine. This is the second day. And the queen says, if I have found favor in your sight, O king, and if it pleases the king, let my life be spared. Let my life be given me at my petition and my people at my request. For we have been sold, my people and I, to be destroyed, to be killed, to be annihilated. Had we been sold as male and female slaves, I would have held my tongue. Although the enemy could never compensate for the king's loss. So the king says, what are you talking about? Who is this person that would dare presume in his heart to do such a thing to, to touch my queen? And Esther said, the adversary and enemy is this wicked Haman. And Haman was shocked. Haman had no defense. He was terrified. And, and, and the king was so angry and so confused. He didn't know what to do. He, he, the king just ran out of the tent to try to get his mind back together. And as he did that, Haman fell on the queen begging for mercy. But then when the king walked in to him, it looked as if Haman was trying to assault the queen. And, um, Hammond just did not know what to do. I mean, the king then said to Queen Esther and Mordecai, indeed, I have given Esther the house of Hammond. And, and, um, Hammond just did not know what to do. The king, uh, you know, it just, it, it blew the king's mind. So here's what the king said, verse number eight. I guess I'm getting caught up. When the king returned from the palace garden to the palace, to the place of the banquet, Hammond had fallen across the couch where Esther was. And the king said, will he also assault my queen while I am at home in my own house? And the words had scarcely left the king's mouth and uh, his servants covered Hammond's head, which mean that he would be killed. And as they walked by Hammond's house, someone said he built a gallow 
to kill Mordecai. And the king said, hang him there. And that was the only way that the king calmed down. I wanted to talk about Esther today before I went into Jesus, just, you know, because I wanted you all and myself to understand that we are followers of Christ Jesus, right? We are his disciples and we are to do as he has done. And so Queen Esther showed you and I the pathway to take when we are facing persecution. When Jesus uh, was honored by God the Father, the greatest of all, as he was baptized, he said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And then Holy Spirit took him into the wilderness the wilderness to be tested for 40 days and 40 nights. And after he was tempted by Satan himself, the word of God lets us know that as he came out of the wilderness, he was filled with compassion, but he also said something. He said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And uh, he went over to Galilee and Capernaum. Why is that so important? That's where the Gentiles live. And the Gentiles mean that they had no covenant with God. They were actually under the rulership of demon spirits, demonic forces, fallen angels of sorts. Um, they were worshiping idol gods. They were devils that they were worshiping. So way from the Tower of Babel, when the Lord separated mankind, this is the Gentiles. And so here come Jesus endowed with the power of heaven. Even the word of God let us know that he was filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. And he began to teach in the synagogues and he came over to, on a Sabbath, he went into the synagogue and he read, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Proclaim liberty to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. That is who you are. So in your elevation and in the favor that you find, you are to be busy doing the work of Jesus. Amen. And so notice what Jesus did. He began to uh, cast out demons and he cast out demons of people that were in the church and the synagogue. That, that's where we start. We need to start casting the demons out of ourselves. Those that believe the word of God, those that understand that you're royal priesthood as Esther were, those who know how to find the favor of God to ensure that the presence of God is with you, then you are to do as Jesus have done. Cast out the demons, amen. Heal the sick. Heal the brokenhearted. Preach the gospel to the poor. He even did it at Peter Simon's house. He, his mother, wife's mother was sick with the fever. And he just spoke over her, rebuked 
this the fever. That's what we are to do. When the sun was set, all those who had any kind of illness, they would come. You know, it's so funny that it says when the sun set. It's interesting that, you know, it is the darkness that begins the day. <laughs> and so at the beginning of the day, Jesus would heal the sick. I feel the anointing of God, feel the power of God as I'm speaking today. And and he began to lay hands on everyone and they were healed. Demons were calling out and crying out, you are the Christ, the Son of God. He rebuked them, didn't allow them to speak. And all of this is in Luke, the fourth chapter. And here's what he said. And this is what you and I must do in this hour, uh, even before persecution starts. So during persecution, you and I understand how to follow the ways of Moses, follow the ways of Noah, follow the ways of Esther, follow the ways of Jesus. Amen. Because we have to preach this gospel. We have to preach the kingdom of God. People must understand the lost ones have to understand the kingdom of heaven. And so the kingdom of God is saying, this is how it is in the kingdom of heaven. But in order for you, whoever you are, to receive what's in the kingdom of heaven, you must repent. And someone has to scream out, repent. And it has to be you, believer. You, the one that's sitting in the highest level of government, the highest level of finance, the highest level of education, the highest level of uh, the the armies and, and so forth, defense, the highest level of economics. You, the believer, you are to tell all, repent so that you can receive the kingdom of heaven that Jesus spoke about. Amen. And this is what Jesus said. I must preach the kingdom of God to the cities because for this purpose, I have been sent. And so for this purpose, believers, I hope you learned today that there's going to be times where we cannot escape and we must face what is in front of us. Esther did it. And surely you can as well. Greater is he that is in you than the power that is in this world. But you must have revelation and understanding in order to activate that power that is inside of you. May the Lord bless you today. May your mind, your soul, your heart, your spirit be elevated with revelation of God's word that he has chosen us particularly to live in this season and in this hour. Blessings upon you. And I can't wait to see you next week. I'll be back. God bless you.